All right, it's the USL show. It's the Christmas special. I'm Phil Grooms. Evan's not here, but we have lots of other friends joining us tonight. I do want to say first that it's the USL show brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. And uh, this is kind of the BGN Christmas special is kind of what I've been thinking of uh, thinking of it as uh, because we do have a guest and that guest is uh, Laura Ellen has joined us from Womongols. Is that there said it correctly? Is. <laughs> so Laura, thanks for joining me. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I am doing great. I completely forgot that this was happening and I was like, well, I have nothing better to do tonight. But also, I just love hanging out with all my friends and I love the USL and I like cannot wait for the season to get started. So this sounds like a great use of my time. Yeah, it's it's actually a really common theme for all of us here tonight. We have nothing better to do. Bunch of nerds. <laughs> Um, but I do need, before I forget, I need to also say that this show is brought to you by Roughneck Scarves. Thank goodness, uh, because we all love Roughneck Scarves and we'll talk about that later. Our our other special guest tonight is Alan Underwood is joining us, who often, uh, signs in to talk to us on the chat and also has really good questions that we like to never answer. (laughs) Alan, thanks for joining us, man. What, uh, we caught you when you were driving home from buying beer tonight. So that's good. Yeah, I got to pick up some beer every once in a while to keep the refrigerator stocked. Yeah, stocked with delicious beer. Um, I said it on Twitter. I'm going to say it now. Alan sent me some delicious beer, and I got to try to do my best to send him something from Missouri that's equally as good. So we'll see if I can uh, match him in any way. But thanks for that, Alan. It was amazing. Really good beer. Of course. Um, the other two, I'm not going to say any kind of special intro. We got Ryan from uh, Wilmington, and you're you're back at home, aren't you? Yeah, back at home for a holiday until I go back to ECU for one more semester of undergrad. Mm-hmm. And then what? More school, right? <laughs> the master's program, yeah. Yep, yep. Good for you, pal. Um, also, we have Pony is here to join us again. Pony, how's it going on the West Coast? Uh, not bad. Staying. Time to get get in going around work. It's getting busy at this time of year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've been especially busy lately. You've been like racing home to kind of join us. So yeah, th- thanks for doing Record that. An hour after I get off of work on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, we got lots of questions, and we're gonna try to hit them all. Last count, Ryan. I think we had eighteen, right? So yeah. Thanks for doing that, first of all. I love that people care enough to respond to us putting out a random tweet to ask us questions. So. <laughs> Goodness gracious, that's loud. What is that? <laughs> I thought maybe someone was eating some chips. Okay, let's move on. The first question we have is from the Soccer Goose. Um, so that's a good way to start. What makes you more excited for the 2019 season compared to the 2018 season? We'll start with that and Pony. Have you thought about this one? Uh, probably balanced schedule more than anything else. Everyone plays everyone twice. That's something I like because there's no, no one who can, I think they say, well, I played this team three times and they were the good team or this was the bad team. That's the only reason why this guy got in. It makes it all nice and clean. Mm-hmm, it does. Ryan, I know you love that too. Yeah, I have to echo that sentiments. The balanced schedule is going to make everything easier and it's just going to be a lot more fair if, and I guess another thing I'm excited for is to see the new expanded playoff format in action with the 7v10 kind of have that play in spots for those final two spots of the playoff. Yeah. Laurel, how do you feel about the play in spots? Oh, 
Wow, that's not where I thought that question was going. Um, no, I mean, I think, I don't know. Like, I think my whole thing with the USL and, like, I guess it's like, well, what is, like, your purpose or what are your thoughts about the purpose of the league, right? Is the purpose of the league to be, like, the professional soccer league in the U.S.? And I would probably say the answer is probably no to that but like is it to give these players as much playing time and to give the fans as much of an opportunity to see their teams play as possible and then I would probably say yes and I think that I'm gonna like tie it back into what I'm most excited about and I'm really excited for all these new teams that are coming in I mean we're certainly sad that we lost some of the teams that we you know did lose um you know like goodbye Penn FC I guess you're on hiatus or Pen 15 or whatever you want to call them. But, um, right. But like, I'm really excited for like a lot of the, the new teams that are coming and just to see like how their dynamic is going to change, change the, the conferences, but then change the league overall. Yeah. So Alan, just like, uh, Ryan has no current team in his actual hometown, right. In San Diego. So let's hear an outsider's opinion. What is your unbiased opinion about what's the best thing about this, uh, this year compared to last year? Um, I'm excited for some of the new teams. I mean, I'm kind of new to USL to begin with. So this year was like a huge learning curve for me getting into USL. Um, but I think having the balance schedule is going to be nice. Um, I think being able to know kind of where your teams are going to end up and um, kind of build those rivalries, I guess, in, in division or in conference, I think will be kind of fun to see those kind of grow, especially in Southern California. You got a couple of new closer teams, at least. doesn't seem like everyone's so far away besides just Orange County. Yeah, right. So you made, you made a drive once or twice up to OC. And uh, how far are you far from Phoenix, or is OC the only close club for you? OC is like an hour and a half. Phoenix, I mapped it out yesterday to do like a road trip. It's about five and a half hours. Mm, yeah, that's that's borderline. That's a good trip, right? So. Right. So I was thinking about like really picking a good team to go see out there, and because uh, Phoenix is killing it with their social media game right now. Oh my gosh! So, yeah. I so I've been were... like more and more excited about that team and checking them out. Yeah, I really enjoyed that they. Someone posted that they were in the top ten for all soccer in the United States, um, as far as Instagram is concerned, and so. <laughs> That was cool. They were up there with like LAFC and I forgot what the other huge ones were in the in MLS. So that was cool. Um, anyone have a favorite album of the year? Goose is asking about favorite album. I listen to too many podcasts, so I'm a little bit out. Laura Ellen, I feel like you might be the best person to ask this. Oh, God. Really? No. Uh, I. So here's the thing. So, uh, you know, we mentioned school already and I am like, I think I'm on year like 21 of education in my life. So I've been in school way more than I've not been in school. So I listen to a lot of like piano calming music to help me with my writing and with my studying, which is not like cool stuff to listen to. I have really been enjoying, this is like really millennial of me, I feel, but I've really been enjoying Mumford and Sons new (laughs) album, but like, right. Like that's so anyway, it's fine. Um, We're judging you hard right now. I know it's really bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. No, no, no. I've actually seen a few, like a lot of people saying how they like, Someone said that recently about how they they know that it's like so common in such a classic band, but they still can't stop liking them. And I, I can relate to that for sure with pop bands. I'm a sucker for pop music. I uh, know. It's just there's something about it. It just 
I don't know. It's fine. I just I just own it. Like this is who I am. I like it. I like my Starbucks lattes and my Mumford and Sons. Here we are. Um I kind of want to hear what Ryan and Pony <laughs> listen to while they're crunching numbers. Ryan, what do you listen to? Uh typically it's other um at least when I'm driving, I listen to a lot of the seventies or eighties channel and then uh sets from Grateful Dead. Oh wow. I did not see that coming, sir. That's really interesting. What got you into Grateful Dead? My dad. Uh-huh. That was my first guess, actually. Would have been my first guess. Pony, how about you? Uh, I'm, I'm like you. I'm mostly a podcast person. Same. I know. Where, I'm a I musician, if, and that's like all I listen to now. I don't know what's I wrong with I, me. I, I think if you offer me a million dollars to name 10 albums that came out this year, I could not. <laughs> there is zero chance. It's so sad. Same. I'm so bad with names. There's a few bands that I can't think of the names of right now that I've been listening to. Alan is a band director, and uh, surely you listen to music of some sort. It doesn't have to be new. What is your What is your jam? Uh, lately, Childish Gambino. We went and saw him in L.A. It was phenomenal. Nice. Um, yeah, I, just, I posted this in the chat. Like for some reason, like Miley Cyrus, the two tunes she played on Saturday Night Live. Like <laughs> I am like in love with Nothing Breaks Like a Heart. I don't know what it is. It's like <laughs> my jam right now like it's i don't know but yeah childish gambino uh the roots mm-hmm. uh let's see what else i listened to yesterday uh weezer because of that same snl sket we went went back to pinkerton and put on pinkerton <laughs> yeah we're, pre- we're pretty eclectic around here <laughs> uh what was the phrase in that skit like do you even listen to weezer do you even know weezer there were like so many great one lines. Like I was just dying laughing the entire the entire sketch about like that is definitely conversations I've had about Weezer before with other people for sure. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a uh, I'm still an SNL lover and um, I still love Weezer, of course. And um, that um, what was the band you just listed? The hip hop band? What was that? The Roots. No, the one before that. Childish Gambino. See, I'm so bad with names. Childish Gambino's last album was like just like mind blowing to me. I thought it was incredible. Because it was like not rap like his other albums. It was like super funky. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was really good. So listen to that if you haven't already. I was trying to uh, kill time to try to find the albums I was talking about, but we should just move on. Um, The other one he asked is if you could be a part, I love this question, if you could be a part of any sitcom friend group. Who would you choose? And I'm going to lead off because without a doubt, I would do anything to hang out with the guys in Scrubs. I love it. I want to be their third best friend. So, uh, Alan, do you have another one in mind? Um, So we're rewatching Scrubs right now, so that was perfect. Um, Probably Community. Oh, yeah. That one's good. I feel like me and my friends constantly talk about Community and Parks and Rec. Yes. And the office, even uh-huh. though it's getting old constantly. Um, Ryan, how about you? I'd like to say Parks and Rec. <laughs> and, and especially just because, like, Leslie Nope is like the best motivator in television. <laughs> it's a positive influence in television these days. You know, it's good. It's like Mr. Rogers, but funny. Pony, how about you? This is another bad question for me. I don't watch sitcoms. Gosh, you're so boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was trying to think of something that has a name that would be might be fun to hang out. I don't know. Let's go really old school and say like Cheers. Yes, I love it. I I'd like to say Barn just yell Norm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a place where everyone knows your name. That's exactly. so good. 
if you uh, came into a bar, version of the theme song, thanks to the version of the theme song is a great song. Yeah, hundred percent. If you came in a bar, I'd scream "Pony" real loud. Maybe we can make that happen someday. Laurel, yeah, how I'll about try you? Try to avoid that. <laughs> well, I probably it would probably either be a toss up. So I love the show Chuck. I like. Ugh, I've seen it so many times. So so that like friend group, I feel like would be tons of fun. Or this is like a very weird show, but I don't know if anyone remembers Dharma and Greg, which was like a weird, like, I don't even remember. It was on, it had to be on like in the nineties. It's on anyway, but like, just like such. So he was this lawyer and she was this like hippie and they got married after on their first date, I think. And it like talks about their marriage anyway, but like hilarious. And so either Chuck or Dharma and Greg. Not another one. Psych. Mm. That show. Ooh, nice. Haven't tried that one yet, but it's on the list. So now that that gives me a little more uh, uh, encouragement to check that one out. I had a huge crush on Dharma when that first came out. By the way, she's a uh, she's a cute. So good, yeah, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Uh, this one's from at RGCLT. I can't tell if that's Rio Grande or Charlotte. <laughs> I like that it's a mix. Um, if you were known as the soccer animal, as in not the soccer goose, that one's taken, as we all know, uh, what animal would you be? Um, he wants an answer from every single one of us. So any volunteers for the first one? <laughs> I wish I had oh been prepared gosh. for this better. I'm trying to think of a wavy animal. How about a um, a koala? I, I think I'll be a soccer koala. They're pretty there laid you back. go. Pretty laid back. I I don't even know what I would be. I'm trying to think like my so I played goalkeeper when I played soccer, so I was like pretty loud. Um, but I don't know that that like you know accurately well and i'm a pretty loud cheerer if anyone has been to any riverhounds games which actually i don't think any of you have been to any riverhounds games but you're all welcome to come whenever you want please come and join us um but i'm i'm pretty loud also so i don't know like what animal is is loud like a lion maybe but i also like the idea of like a unicorn like the soccer unicorn <laughs> i like i just feel like that's tons of fun that's um, like good but vibes. i don't really have a i don't have a good reason for it for sure <laughs> I think that's a good enough reason if, you know, what's the reason for Goose? Oh, because his name sounds like Goose. I get it. That's why. Uh, Ryan, have you thought of anything? No, I'm trying to blank. I am really unsure, but it, uh, I don't know. I guess I have two cats, so I'll go with cats or something. Oh, now Pony Sorry, doesn't buddy. know what to say, except it's Pony. Is it Pony, Evan? Well, let me think long and hard about this one. <laughs> Gonna go with a uh, squirrel. Oh, <laughs> come on! Yeah, this one's obvious. I don't think we've anyone has ever asked you, and I think this is a good time for it, considering it's the Christmas special and we all need a Christmas miracle. Um, what is the reason behind Iron Pony Chef? Can you give us an exp- explanation here? Oh my oh, gosh, sorry. it is a Christmas miracle. <gasps> I discussed that with Kevin on something. Maybe it's just over messages or something. Yeah, you've never said it on the show, and I feel like this could be like groundbreaking for this episode. I could have sworn I did at once. Maybe I guess not if no one actually remembers me <laughs> saying it. But it's just a hey, cat. It's just a matchup of two. This little My Little Pony, the hence My Little Avatar, and all that stuff in Iron Chef. It's just a way of combining the two since there's a 
one episode early on, there's a tie-in of a competition to be the Iron Pony. So I just crammed two things together. <laughs> what comp- What what show was the Iron Pony on? Was that on a show or you're just putting no, them together yourself? Pony. Okay. I like it. I like it. So you just love these two shows and is that yeah, part it's of two it? Shows I like and found a way to combine two things into one and just ran with it. I like it. Definitely yeah. not the most professional Twitter handle in the world, but <laughs> it's more memorable than many. Um, it's not LinkedIn. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, exactly. It's not LinkedIn, but you will have random uh, My Little Pony kind of references from time to time when we talk. So, yeah, I try to secretly throw some puns in. I like it. I was more of a Care Bear guy, but you know, you do your thing. <laughs> Um, Alan, we haven't heard from you in a minute. What would be your soccer animal? Probably uh, the like a sloth because it's like super slow and probably really unathletic. That's why I chose music. Uh, sports was never like a huge thing in my life. I played soccer when I was a little kid, and I had to choose be- pretty much between trombone and soccer, and I chose trombone. Um, and the rest is history, I guess. But yeah, I tried hockey for a minute, broke my leg. Like it was just. I think uh, just staying on the sidelines, enjoying other people playing an incredible game is kind of where I'm at. So probably Sloth. Sloth is good. Sloth is made, I feel like, um, what is the show? Uh, Zootopia made Sloths cool, right? Or were they already? I may be alone in that. I think Sloths are cool, especially because of that movie. Moving on. I have two kids. USL (laughs) memes. Uh, tell me which clubs are on the naughty and nice list. Uh, is this easy? Do we get to include uh, he who should not be named? Pony, I'm going to let you start, and you can decide that, right? No, we're going to we don't we don't talk about that anymore. We okay. decided that, so it it shall remain unnamed. So we have to pick a different one, which makes this harder. Uh, well, I think the obvious pick for they're taking similar ish tactics for a similar reason is Nashville is kind of going to supplant the other team as the one the neutrals cheer against for the most part i still also say mls2 teams are along the same lines because kind of my rant about tam gam is they have a piece and a skill that no other team has that's not an mls2 team and i think that's where you turn to me from being a rootable team to one that i don't really i don't mind watching but i don't want to win because there's something there that no one else can do. Yeah. Is there a good guy for you? Anyone who's not Nashville or MLS <laughs> two teams are good with me. Indie sides are good for pony. Perfect. Well, and I like, I, it, that is interesting. Cause I was like, Oh, like I only, there is only one team that has been in the USL in recent history that like is on the naughty list for me. Like I, th- I think for the most part, like most teams, like sure there's the occasional like, you know, Twitter snafu or like, you know, something crazy happens at a game or, you know, but I think for the most part, like these clubs like really want the best for their players. And so for me, I'm like, you're doing all you can in, a, you know, in a country where, you know, soccer isn't, you know, the predominant sport, which I think is like a really challenging thing to do. So I don't know, like, I want to say that they're all on the nice list, but that like seems, you know, it's like, Oh, like, you know, she doesn't really have critical thought, but like, I do agree. Like, I feel like Nashville, like, especially with some of like their recent signings, I'm like, come on guys. Like, like 
really? Is this, is it, we're doing this again? Like, and you know, I wanted to like Nashville cause like Taylor Washington, yeah, anyway, I could go on a, t- a long mm-hmm. tangent about that, but like, I don't know. I just, I, I, I thought Nashville was better than that, but here we are. Yeah. So in the, in the YouTube chat, Ryan mentioned how, you know, Cameron Lancaster got 26 goals last year and he's rumored to go to Nashville. I don't think it's uh, official at this point. They got Belmar. They're, they're signing guys like crazy, uh, Rios. Um, but you know, I talked to the GM from St. Louis today and he made a really good point. Harry said, I think Phoenix has a better attacking side compared to Nashville. And I really am like shocked that like, how come we haven't lashed out at Phoenix at all? I mean, they had Drogba. Drogba played for Phoenix, and they should have been the bad guy at that point, right? I think it's MLS, where the ones who are leaving and preparing their team more as a MLS farm side or MLS trial team as opposed to Phoenix just saying, well, we're going to play within our bounds. And I, I agree. I think right now Phoenix is the favorite to win the USL hmm. by a little bit over Nashville. I but agree. I, th- I think Phoenix has been overall, they don't have that advantage. I mean, if to me, if you want to throw money at someone and say, we're the Yankees, cool, own it. <laughs> but if you're going to throw the money at someone and say, yeah, and we're enticing players with a promise of, if you do good, you're on an MLS team, that's where I start. Ugh, it just doesn't feel right because who else can do that? Yeah. I mean, I'm with you there for sure. I am surprised you just said Phoenix might be better than Nashville because they're not uh, defending directly the Nashville side and just getting loaned down to the Nashville USL team. Same with Rios. Yeah, I think so. And there is like a mix-up of money. We've talked about that, how the Nashville MLS side has a different bank account than the USL side. And so there's a discount there. And I don't even think we've seen much of it yet. I think there's going to be a little bit worse in that way. Uh, happening throughout the year, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Alan, what do you think? Um, I already kind of talked about how much I've been really enjoying Phoenix. Like Sam Dore on Twitter is like really engaging people and like figuring out ways to make it better for the fans. And as someone who's outside, like my Orange County, like I follow Orange County and Phoenix and the Orange County feed is dead. <laughs> like very little player announcements and Phoenix is like pumping stuff out, like on the daily engaging their fans. And even our fans are super engaging too. So it's like you want like kind of following Orange County this year. I kind of wanted to hate Phoenix a little bit because it was kind of like this, like who's going to pull it out at the end. But they've been like super engaging. The way they like brought their fans out to OC last year was crazy awesome too. So I think they're doing a great job of uh, trying to make it a a place where people want to go and be a part of. Harry said you know, exactly the same thing in the chat, just to say that. He said it's Sam Dorr. I think they're just so nice to people on Twitter and everywhere is what he says. Steven Hernandez agrees with them. Pony, what were you about to say? I say, you know what Orange County needs to have happen for the social media presence? Pat McAfee coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. That'll the most it. tweets this year. <laughs> That'll do it. Let's move on. This is our first uh, question from an actual club, uh, Forward Madison. I like to believe that Peter Wilt wrote this. Uh, I'm just going to pretend in my dreams that that's what happened. How many flamingos does it take to screw in a light bulb? Uh, Anyone want to tackle that? LED or regular? (laughs) (laughs) 
I like no, that. No, that makes a difference because if it's LED, right, it has like the spirals and maybe they can use their beaks to like leverage it. I was actually, I was like seriously thinking, I'm like, okay, if flamingos are working together, like at the, you know, 360 <laughs> degrees that a normal bulb would be and then divide that by the angle of the beak and then, and then the math got really complicated. So I'm going to go with five. Five. Oh, okay. I found my senior portfolio project. Boom! <laughs> I like how long to get kicked out of the local zoo. <laughs> <laughs> we could get Excuse them involved me. for sure. Excuse me, sir. I would like to measure the angle of the underside of the flamingo beak. Yes, uh, thank you. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah. So I'm I'm actually picturing uh, just a meme of fake or a gif of fake flamingos trying to screw in a light bulb by a bunch of humans below them. That's what I'm picturing. So <laughs> I have no other answer than that. Thanks for the nonsense. Again, uh, Peter Welt, keep, uh, keep sending us great, great questions. Um, I'm going to say this wrong. Belkaralzma, Ismail Belkura. I'm glad he wrote his real name in there. Um, sorry, all I know it's soccer, but what expansion team so far has he the most hyped I know it's early, but still. Expansion team. There's lots of them. Uh, we talked about all the uh, all the new crests and all that. And, uh, Pony, you have a, an early favorite in that way. Does that affect your favorite team overall? Uh, well, yeah, I like still like the House of Crest. You know, scarf. I actually have one. Oh, nice. It's You're wearing it. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, if you're going to say most hype is and I think we're going to be good, that's still New Mexico right now for me. Hmm. Are you following their signings? They're one team that I haven't seen the signings very... I haven't followed them very well. Yeah, I need to pull up all the notes for who they signed, but I think they've been pretty active and have some a decent start. I could be very wrong on them like it was on Fresno last year, but hmm. I also was right on Nashville to an extent. So That's true. We'll see. I'll split the difference and probably find... I'll cut in here just to say that I've been hearing some things about Hartford, and it's a Jimmy Nielsen team. And Pony, I think they may compete for your new favorite just because of the way they, they build their team. If they're anything like OKC with Jimmy Nielsen, I think you may enjoy their their style of play a little bit is all I'm going to say. And based on a couple of the rumors of, of players going there, that's one to watch once they start announcing a little bit more. Um, Ryan, do you have a, a favorite? Well, I side with uh, Pony just saying like I really love the Opal, so uh, Chris, but I think... Uh, the big team I'm looking out for right now, just based off of signings, is New Mexico United. Just that it almost seems like they're becoming the Charlotte Independence of the West. And if we m- remember from uh, basically a few years ago, well, not necessarily last season for Charlotte, that uh, the Independents were a very much a solid playoff team in the Eastern Conference. And if uh, New Mexico can kind of like emulate that with a lot of their current kind of signings, things, I feel like they could actually be a relatively good mid-table side in the West. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. Laura, how about you? Um, I We actually talked about this on Mongols this week, and I'm excited about Birmingham. I don't, like, I don't have a really... I, and I said this on the on the show also, but like I don't have a good reason. I haven't really looked at their signings or... But, I, you know, I think I am... I get excited when I see 
culture beginning to develop in a really fun and effective way. And I think they are doing that. I think a lot of, you know, I think like Memphis is another good example of that. Um, but I think like, that's a really important thing um, to, to build the culture. You know, we saw like on the MLS side, we, you know, I don't know, I'm sure most of you watch the the MLS final, right. But like, seeing Atlanta, seeing just like all that was happening there, seeing what's happening, not only in the stadium on the field, but then also in the community. I think that makes like a big difference for a club that makes a big difference for a community. And so I think if, you know, I'm looking beyond just, you know, what's happening on the field, but then also thinking about the culture and, and, and the community that this team is moving into, I think, um, you know, I'm excited to see what happens with, with Birmingham. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I pulled I pulled it up. Some notable New Mexico signings. There's like Kevon Freider, Cody Mazel, Sante Moir, Josh Suggs, David Estrada. They're going to be an okay team, I think. Mazel's there, huh? I didn't catch that. Yeah, interesting. Ellen, are are you seeing one that you like? Uh, not necessarily one. I just kind of like the growth of the soccer in the southwest of the country. Um, it's been kind of fun to see that growth as well. Um, you know, when I first started kind of paying attention, it seemed to be like NorCal and kind of north toward Canada and then a bunch of like East Coast. Like East Coast to me is pretty much anything past Denver. Uh, <laughs> but there's there wasn't a whole lot happening out here. And like just to see <laughs> that kind of growth coming out this way is like fantastic to me. So I'm is it what that means for, you know, me in San Diego means that there's a chance that people might actually start looking at building things here, which would be a miracle. There's rumors, so, man. We'll see what happens. Go ahead, Lisa. For what it's, last reach. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, for what it's worth, when I moved from like out towards Philadelphia to Pittsburgh, I was absolutely convinced that I moved into the Midwest. <laughs> I was like, this is not the East anymore. Like, this is like I, Pittsburgh. I think is like the beginnings of the Midwest. But anyway, that's just it you know. Makes me laugh. I think that's a little fair because Pittsburgh is probably the most Midwestern Eastern city I've been in personally. But but I haven't. Oh been my in them gosh! All. I imagine it was uh, Baltimore might be similar as well, but I don't know. No, well, anyway, we can that's a whole other conversation. But yeah, no, it was it was definite culture shock moving from like out towards Philadelphia to then, you know, and people aren't so nice in Philly to then, you know, moving to um, you know, Pittsburgh and I was like, "Oh my god, I live in the Midwest now." Okay. <laughs> people are kinder. Those Mongols boys are so nice. Sorry, Ryan, I will say ahead. I definitely want to see a uh, growth of um, teams kind of in that weird region that's like in between Washington and Minnesota, just like Idaho, Montana, the Dakotas. I don't know, like uh, FC Fargo or Yellowstone FC or something like that. It just seems like whenever you look at a map of USL or any American soccer, there's just a dearth or like a circle that's like just missing in there. And I feel like we definitely need clubs kind of populated in that region or even like Blue Turf, Boise City. Oh my gosh. Ryan, you really struck a chord with me on that one. Um, if we could get like, I don't know if Smokey the Bear has com- copyright infringement rights of any kind, but if we could make Smokey the Bear, you know, part of Yellowstone FC, just make him their mascot or just put him up top as a nine a target striker. Let's just do that, please. <laughs> I'm all if up. the USL team in Boise isn't on the blue turf, they have failed as a team. I agree. The blue turf. <laughs> I didn't catch on to that the first time, but yeah, that's amazing. Blue and orange with the blue turf. 
Nailed it. Why? You know, I was thinking that today because St. Louis doesn't have turf right now. They're putting a new one down. I was like, you know, it's kind of silly. Like paint it green to make it look like grass, but they could really be getting uh, experimental with this if they wanted to. So that would be my question. We will not answer is what color turf would you like your team to have? Think about that. Maybe we'll cover it later. <laughs> Reading United, another uh, team. Oh, are they an NASL team or NPSL team? I feel like they are. Anyone have correction there? In uh, the Pennsylvania area, one of the better uh, tier four teams in the U.S. Is cereal considered a soup? Open table on this one. Anyone want to comment? Are hot dogs considered tacos and they're a League Two team? What are they? Sorry? League Two. Oh, okay. League Two. Thank you. So not PDL, but League Two. Thank you. Uh, cereal soup. I'm going to say no, because it's not really like you're actually putting ingredients together. It's just two things. And then you eat it. I know. There's I would also soup. say no. Yeah. What's your yeah. reasoning though? Uh, well, I was just thinking about ice cream. So cereal is essentially like, you know, because when you go to like the new fancy, like hipster ice cream places, you can put cereal on your ice cream. And I'm thinking that you know, if you put cereal, which is, you know, some form of milk, whether it's, you know, comes from a cow or comes from, you know, milked almonds, um, you know, like it's essentially just melted ice cream, right? So I don't consider ice cream soup. That's my reasoning, which makes zero sense, but I'm sticking with it. So (laughs) I, I only say no, because there's no cooked elements in it. Like if you're gonna, if you're gonna put something like a you want to cook the cereal or something and then put it in soup or put it in milk. I actually might be willing to consider that a soup or if you want to heat the milk for some really weird, horrible reason. I think to me, that's, that's what soup is something, some solid and a, and a liquid that you just cooked one of them or heated one of them. Mm. I'm trying to think if you cook cold soup, like borscht, I don't well, know yeah. if you cook it. Well, I was going to say, don't you cook gazpacho? I think yeah, I you think, do even a little cook. bit. It's like you cook it, but then it's chilled, then right? Chill it. Yeah, yeah, soup involves cooking to me. That could be a Merriam good Webster. Okay, so. Or I was just going to say, Merriam-Webster defines soup as a liquid <laughs> food, especially with a meat, fish, or vegetable stock as a base, often containing pieces of solid food. Stock. So That's a good liquid one. with solid food. Sounds pretty cereal to me. Even Ryan, no one asked you. I can... <laughs> I I could understand a yes argument here, but I think it's still no. <laughs> I, like I think with soup, the the soup, the liquid's the star. But with cereal, it's all about like the solid stuff. Mm. I think with soup, to me, it's like the liquid stuff is the important, and like the solid stuff is like extra to make the soup better, or at least like I can eat this now. Versus like cereal, like I sometimes eat cereal without milk, and my wife hates it, and she makes fun of me all the time, but. I eat milk cereal without milk, so. Yeah, so maybe the question is, like, what do you do with the liquid when you're done with all of the solid pieces, right? Like, with soup, most of the time you're going to drink, like, whether, even if it's, like, a cream-based or, you know, whether it is, like, a vegetable broth-based. But, like, with cereal, unless, you know, you grew up in the household like I did and, we, you know, my dad made us sit there and drink our soggy cereal milk, (laughs) Uh, like you know until you we were finished plate. it didn't matter right exactly you finish what you know but with soup that wasn't a problem with cereal it's like a whole different thing i think that's a good point 
Man, we got a lot more in there than I thought we would, so well done to you. <laughs> At OCSC Soccer Cast, what's up, boys? Thanks for asking us a question. Part of the Beautiful Game Network. Which USL Cup final team has the better odds of returning this season? So Louisville or Phoenix, everybody? Let's just go down the line, Alan. What do you think? I think because what we've talked about, I think Phoenix has the better chance. I think they're we're a strong team that got stronger in the offseason. They're adding some good pieces for sure. Laurelin, what do you think? I'm going to say Phoenix because that means that the Riverhounds are going to the final and we're going <laughs> to win the league, so bring it. I read you on that one. I saw it coming. <laughs> Ryan, what do you think? Phoenix, I just think that Louisville lost uh, Cameron Lancaster, and and it's just it, I haven't seen like pieces getting replaced. Ranger Hudson seems like he's headed up to MLS as well. Oh, I just and Phoenix is bringing back players. I and they like we said in the group, they have the best attacking core in the league now. I just feel like they're more tapped to return. I guess the one thing Louisville has going for them is that the Eastern Conference is a four-time USL champion at the moment. <laughs> You as in you've you've predicted them? No, the the Eastern Conference has won the last four USL. Oh, Cups. sorry, got it. I heard you wrong. My mistake. Pony, what do you think? Yeah, I think Phoenix just because there's more good teams in the East, where I think there's more clear stumbling blocks for Louisville, especially if they're losing some key players, than there is out west for Phoenix. I mean, I think. Just trying to, off the top of my head, I think my top 10 teams might be six or even seven in the East. Mm. But that's a little bit too early to get into that one, I think. That's exactly how I feel, so I won't even comment further than that. Um, <laughs> at Leanheart is Anthony Leanheart. Any plans to bring back the Eastern Conference Confidential? That's an old school shout, a little bit. Uh, I know it's only a year ago, but we didn't have many listeners. And, um, you know, the USL show, gosh, you guys all... Uh, bless us with listening to our stuff and actually commenting and giving us lots of questions like today. Um, ECC, Ryan, Pony, you guys want to revive it someday? I listened to it, but I never was on it. Oh, that's right. You're on the West anyway. What am I thinking? Ryan, would you want to do it? I think it could possibly be something we need to do if this league gets any bigger. You know, I've thought about that in the past. I don't know. It's weird. Like I've been like speaking, like as it seems like with the kind of balanced schedule, it seems like they were trying to target like a max uh, height for, or sorry, a maximum number of teams in the league. So I guess we are kind of reaching a point where 36 we're trying, we might get to that kind of upper limit of the league for how far up we can go. Mm. So it seems like 34 matches has been kind of that sweet spot for how many teams they want in the league. So unless they want to do three conferences of 18, Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're starting to approach kind of that upper limit. Yeah, that's a really good point. Three conferences could mess it up. And I will say that I think before we see ECC make a return, I think we'll see hopefully a League One USL show because I think that's something that we're all going to need in the in the near future. Because there's already word uh, that awesome interview came out with Brian Shreda wrote uh, did an interview with Jake Edwards. I hope you all read that on uh, what was it Soccer America or Soccer. I forgot what it was, .com, but um, look that up because he mentioned on their a central conference. He also mentioned that there may be two conferences in League One next year. So, um, yeah, League One's going to need a lot more love in the future that we won't be able to provide. So hopefully that pops up in the future. I say that so that if anyone is following a League One team, 
Um, start a podcast. Just start it now. And even if you suck for a while, maybe you'll get better. I hope we get better every year. I hope. Um, at Mongols, never heard of these assholes before, uh, but I'll read it anyway. <laughs> How long before a USL... <laughs> That was for you. How long before a USL League One team wants to move to USL Championship? Uh, honestly, this is an awesome question. Laura Ellen, would you like to answer this one? I hope you didn't ask it. I mean, it. I think, I, no, I didn't. Um, <laughs> I will not disclose who runs the Mongols or the Woe Mongols uh, Twitter accounts. Uh, but I, I think it's going to, like, I think it's going to be one season. Like, I genuinely, I think, um, yeah. I just, you know, I think some of the teams, you know, pop down for, you know, the next, you know, the 2019 season. And I have a feeling like after season, they're like, okay, I think we're getting our footing. And, you know, I think it's going to take maybe, maybe not in the, after the first season, but maybe like the second season, I don't think it's going to take very long, Um, which, you know, I think could then just get really interesting. I don't know. I think this, I think the whole kind of structure is, I I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting in the next, you know, five to, to seven years um, in U.S. soccer, especially lower division soccer. I just think uh, there's fun times to be had by all for sure. Most definitely. Who else wants it on this? Uh, I I think there's two quite between once two and will are you diff, very different answers. Hmm. I think will two years, maybe maybe like the 2021 season, the first team was actually playing down this year will play up. But once to, I think that was however many days ago the first new US one team was announced. I don't think any of those guys are saying, oh, yeah, we're going to stay here. I think the ultimate goal is to move up. And I think if they can, basically every single one of those teams that did not voluntarily step down wants to be a USL team. That's, that's really well said. Uh, anyone else have thoughts about that? Brian? I guess uh, one team you may want to tap is if phoenix becomes one of the next teams to get mls up into 32 you could see tucson step up and kind of move into their kind of championship side but yeah i would think that all the teams currently in usl league one even north texas as an mls two side should have the desire to want to move up because it will only push their team to wanting to be better to have higher standards for their field their players their team and all of that and so I think all the teams should have the ambition to move up. Now, if they have the um, manpower and the finances behind it, it's still yet to be seen. But you know, I feel like just having the ambition is a really good place to start. Uh, yeah, totally agree with you guys. I think you nailed it. The only thing I'll add to that is that um, I think I think some of these MLS two sides are like sitting and watching what League One's going to look like. And so if it looks good, like if it looks like the competition's pretty good, and like North Texas SC is able to play their kids and still look decent and challenge them. Uh, maybe even make their kids look bad at times. I think they're going to really like that. So if League One quality is good, we might even see some two sides drop just because they'll be like, well, we can spend less and still have a good amount of competition and perhaps not make these indie sides so angry that we have no fans on game day. So that's something I would watch. Um, Anyone else want to say anything before we move on? Yeah, I mean, I think just going off of that point, I think that really does touch on something that I've thought a lot about. And you've, at least I think this past season, I heard a lot of players talking about just 
and coaches too, but like the, the quality of the players in USL just increased, you know, pretty drastically, or I think over the course of the last season. And I think you had a couple external environmental factors that contributed to that, but all of that to say that I think, um, you know, I think you're right. If USL championship, it's very confusing, but anyway, if USL championship continues to increase the quality of play, then I think you're absolutely right. I think some of those um, teams may feel more comfortable being like, all right, we'll just be in league one. We don't have as many requirements. We can still get high quality play. I think where it will be interesting um, is where kind of the union part comes into it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if the unions are only covering, you know, USL championship, what does that then look like for player wages and benefits and things like that for league one? Um, You know, and then maybe, you know, players, players themselves don't want the team to go down to league one, but then from a financial perspective, from ownership, they, you know, it, it just becomes very complicated very quickly. Um, but I think the quality of play that we're seeing in championship hopefully will trickle down to league one. And so we'll just, you know, and league two, of course, also, and we'll just see, you know, increased quality of play. Most definitely. Harry makes the question. He, he poses the question <laughs> come up as pro rel i assume that's what p slash r means just kidding i know that's what that means as pro promotion relegation or as a buy-in good question harry we've already had at least six or seven responses to that in our chat uh on cue this is soccer so um yeah um good question harry i don't think we're going to tackle that today but i think that's the next the next obvious question we will move on to jazz underscore bay jb um asks us questions a lot um his is random question no real reason to be asking if your team hired a manager with extensive experience in a different sport what sport would you want it to be are we allowed to say gaelic football in this one (laughs) (laughs) pony what do you think there are other sports Uh, hockey basketball let's just name a few anyone else i think those two have like similar ideas and strategies even though it's on a smaller faster you know situation ryan what do you think i'll go with the outside pick and see fantasy football just because i want to see what like an average (laughs) sports fan would do like given like the actual situation of balancing in players just formations actual mass situations and like for instance, like, like oh Baker Mayfield, you didn't get me ten points. You maybe lost my match. Get you're you're out of a job. I'll pick up someone else. I want to see like something like that situation. I like it, almost like revenge for the couch, the armchair analysts out there. <laughs> Anyone else on this one? I mean, genuinely, the only like other sports coach that I could think of is Andy Reid who coached the Eagles when I was like growing up and was an Eagles fan so go Chiefs that shows you how much I pay attention to other sports because you're right pony there is only one sport and it is soccer (laughs) well I'm aware football happens because I play fantasy football but numbers just show up on the phone and that's the end of the week (laughs) that's where I am these days with fantasy football but I still enjoy it um, let's move on to the next one at Neil Convery. Um, have you ever eaten a walking taco? Mongols, LOL. Oh my God. Okay, LOL. okay. So, so the so just the backstory on this because this is when I saw this pop up, I 
burst out laughing where I was sitting. Anyway, but so on Mongols this week, we did the 12 days of Christmas and we all came up with different random soccer facts. And so somehow, oh, we were talking about the preseason and how excited we were for our first home game. And so Liz was like, yeah, we're going to have walking tacos. And Mike said, what's a walking taco? If I'm just walking around my house with a burrito, is that a walking taco? (laughs) So Mike had never, Mike Sparks has never had a walking taco. So then we had to explain what a walking taco was. I don't know what it is. What is it? Wait, serious? Oh yeah. This might be, is this a Pennsylvania thing? Oh my God. Okay. So you know, the individual snack size bags of like Doritos or Fritos that you can get. Yeah. So if you, you know how the bags normally are vertical, if you hold it horizontal and then you cut the top of uh, the bag off. So it's open. So you have like your Fritos, then you put your taco meat and your guacamole and your salsa and your sour cream and whatever else you put on your taco in there. And so then you can walk around with this like bag and, you know, with a fork and it's, you know, you eat it and it's a walking taco. Is this really a thing? That so no that one I ate a Taco Bell. <laughs> I've, I've heard of it, but I think it's like an East Coast thing, maybe. Is it really? Okay. You well, had me until you like it. mentioned a fork or a spoon involved with a taco. I don't I don't know about that. It's more <laughs> like a salad. it's like a taco salad, right? Okay, it's okay. like a walking taco salad. Yeah. This was this was something like band parents would give marching band kids when they needed to like here, here's a quick bunch of food. And they would do like chili and stuff, but like here we just have street tacos. Like we don't need like the Fritos. We got fancy T1 of street tacos. But no, no, like I mean, I've, I've heard of walking tacos. I've heard of walking tacos before. Yeah, it's just like uh, okay. an easy snack. You put some meat and cheese on top of Fritos and eat it out of the bag. So you don't have to like, yeah, yeah just, and then when you're done, you throw the bag away. Yeah, the soccer moms would have them at like our high school soccer games and they would sell them for the booster club. You know, the whole thing. Nice. I'm glad we figured this out. Now I won't be confused in the future. Um <laughs> great it's great it it makes sense it makes total sense um neil also asks um laura ellen who's gonna win in the east the pittsburgh river house okay i was just curious just curious (laughs) how about the western guys answer this uh pony what who do you think is gonna win the east uh uh it's one of three teams to me (laughs) but i (laughs) yeah do you want me to say the river house i'll say the river (laughs) fine Pittsburgh. <laughs> Excellent choice. <laughs> Two votes for the Riverhounds. Alan, what do you think? Um, I'm going to just keep cheering against Nashville all season, I think. Uh, I did catch a Riverhounds game last year on ESPN, and the stadium was absolutely gorgeous when the sun was still out with the, the bridge and the river. So I too will defer to our friend <laughs> in the East. I'll also say the Riverhounds. <laughs> wow. Ryan, uh, even if we choose, we can't really break. We can't beat them. What do you think? Should we I don't know. I, I, I just need more signings to come out of teams and like see a little bit more from rosters. I'm sure by the time we do our team draft at the start of the year, we'll have a better idea. And mm-hmm. and, and typically, it seems that whoever's gone in our first round ends up winning the league. So it's always kind of down to like five teams that we choose. But yeah, I just need to see more players. Yep. Um, for the record, I'll just say Pittsburgh Riverhounds. And I'm serious. I thought I saw this question. I thought about it. I was like, that's who I would vote on. If not, I Nashville. mean, okay. So now that everyone has been like, oh, the Riverhounds, now we're going to like lose in the first round of the playoffs again, which is going to make me so upset. But I what I will say, and I think you're right, Ryan, is that like 
you know, for whatever reason, like Bob didn't keep a lot of, I mean, he, you know, he kept a decent amount, but like he didn't keep a ton of players from our current, you know, from the 2018 team. And I am just, you know, we're kind of moving forward with this idea of like in Bob, we trust, right. Which kind of freaks me out. Cause I don't really enjoy putting my trust in white men, but that's a whole other conversation. But, um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, anyway, but you know, I just, I mean, I think you're right. I think we don't know who, who's going where, um, you know, I do think like some of these new teams, I think they're going to have momentum. I think they're going to, I think their players are going to have this unique kind of like first year energy that I think can, um, you know, make differences in games. And so I'm, I don't know, I'm excited. I think, you know, I know mostly the East because that's what I pay attention to, but I think it's going to be a really great season. East is yeah, be I think fun. the other two really have a good chance. The other two are probably the, I said Nashville and Louisville. Mm-hmm. With them in Pittsburgh, I think those three versus the field is probably about the right setup. No one wants to vote for uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies like we did last year. Yeah, I did that last year. That should not work out too well <laughs> I for know, me. Oh, I know. It'd be funny if they uh, if they turned it around with like less money. It'd be hilarious. It'd be the best. Uh, Mike D. Sparks. Uh, BGN El Presidente. Thank you, Ryan, uh, for uh, putting in Spanish for me. Recall your best Christmas gift ever. This is a good one. I'm going to start us off to give you guys some time to think about it. I think my best, like the one I was so excited about, and this is maybe silly and ridiculous, but probably a Sega Genesis when I was like six years old, seven years old. I was, I thought that was amazing. Or maybe that was Nintendo I got when I was six. Yeah, it was. And then like fourth or fifth grade, I got a Sega Genesis. Either way, I was happy both times. So my favorite Christmas gift, and I still have it. So my grandfather is a master woodworker. And when I was like three or four, he made me this workbench that is probably, I don't know, like two and a half feet high. So like perfect for a little kid to like walk up to it and stand and like play and color and do all these things. And it is like the sturdiest thing that you will ever find. And I remember like seeing it all wrapped, you know, it's probably like four and a half feet long, you know, three feet wide, you know, so it's like pretty big. And I just remember being so excited and just like playing with it constantly. And I still have it. I've like carted it all over Pennsylvania. Um, So that was my favorite Christmas gift. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyone else want to share theirs? I guess I'll go. I had a one Christmas where I got a four soccer kits. It's for Christmas. It was um, Columbia, Mexico, Columbus crew road kits and PSG. So I thought that was pretty good. And then I guess in recent history, I laughed at the juxtaposition that one Christmas I got, my sister got like all American cash. And then right before I was going abroad, I got everything in like British pounds. <laughs> yeah. That's cool as a kid, right? I'm with you there. Yeah. Pony, I'm I'm actually interested to 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 hear what yours would be. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, for the I mean, unless you I don't remember too much from being a little kid and mostly the last like ten years spend the what's useful gift. It's like the <laughs> the thing I would normally have bought off Amazon a week later. <laughs> yeah. I guess you could say I mean got myself my cat like around this time. Dude, I was seriously <laughs> let's, about let's to be like, like surely a cat for Christmas is like the best. I said, it is what I got my cat. There you go. Pony loves his kitty cat. It's good. Yeah. Alan, how about you? Uh, probably my early, like early, like little kid gift. 
Uh, I like remember distinctly again, a nerdy thing. I'm getting my first trombone. Like my parents buying me a trombone mm. in like the third grade. It's a big deal. Grade. Cause they're not cheap. I was, I was hyped. Like I got it out and just started playing. I wasn't very good. Just started playing it. And I played it forever. Like uh, <laughs> I ended up like donating it to a kid at my mom's school who needed one. And then recently, um, wife killed it last year with the Ryan Adams prisoner box set. It's all a bunch of like, singles and b-sides and the whole thing opens up and with working lights and cut out copies of ryan adams of the band wow. so that was a pretty solid that was a pretty solid gift i was not expecting that <laughs> good stuff man that's like uh warms the heart good question there uh mike of course it's always mike um i think what we're gonna do is we're gonna switch to like quick fired so we can try to get rid of get get rid of that was mean to try to get like burn through all these uh throughout the end so we'll do one person one question, and if anyone wants to chime in very quickly, please just jump in or else I'm going to move on, okay? Sound good? Here we go. Alan, let's do this one for you. I'm not even going to specifically choose anyone. I'm just going to read a question and pick a guy. Uh, Dan Chadburn, um, he asked thoughts. Alan, this is for you. Thoughts on the realignment slash branding, and was it done with hope slash potential for promotion and relegation being introduced? You got the pro-rel question. Whoa, ouch. Uh- <laughs> I really liked it. I thought it was, it seemed pretty thought out and um, I do think it opens the possibility for that. Like it's on the table, but who knows? It's all about money, right? Mm-hmm. Any quick firebacks there? No. Yes. It makes it clean possibility in the future. A lot of people hated the names. So um, a lot of people just want to throw it out there. A lot of people hated it, but it is functional, isn't it? So I think that was I think the, the name's fine and it works for England. It works for us. It works for, or Italy, Germany, Spain. Yep. Okay, Laurel, and this one's for you. At Al Bolt, uh, little drummer Bolt. <laughs> I like it. Uh, why couldn't USL announce the championship, League One, and League Two schedules on the same day? Um, he believes, he, she, I'm not sure. Uh, we'll just assume he or she. I believe it's that the <laughs> leagues operate independently of one another despite being under the same umbrella. Laura, would you agree with that? Um, yeah, I think it's for earned media, which, you know, I think it's just, you know, uh, they want to get as much media attention as they can. And if they announce on separate days, um, you know, it hits different folks and nothing gets lost. Um, so that would be the reason. That was Ryan's, That's my guess. Yeah, yeah. And that was Ryan's uh, opinion that I read there. That was actually no. So um, Little Drummer Bolt didn't say that, but um, Ryan did say that. And I, I agree with him. I imagine um, they're operating more independently than we may have thought. And I, I think that could be a very good thing. Um, Ryan, you're up next. Uh, Jay Slape, Jonathan Slape himself from uh, Nashville Speedway Soccer. Is cheesecake a cake or a pie, Ryan? I don't know. It's delicious. It's delicious. <laughs> so good. I I can't decide on either one. It's just good to eat, and I don't contemplate eat, you know life altering stuff while having dessert. <laughs> Fair enough. That's You're just the happy best to time to contemplate life altering stuff is while having dessert. Hmm. No, when I'm you- having ice cream at 10 p.m. at night, that's not the best time to start evaluating my life choices. <laughs> I don't know. It might put a positive spin on everything unless you're lactose intolerant. So, you know, (laughs) there's that. 
um pony this one's for you the curse nm for new mexico i have to assume uh, oh yeah this is the uh, supporter group for uh, new mexico's new team awesome thanks for asking a question guys did you know that if you say bacon in a jamaican accent and beer can in an english accent i just said them in american accents uh, midwestern to be exact uh they sound the same is this true pony do you believe this is true uh, maybe I don't. I'm really bad with accents. I mean, it's one of those things. Where, oh, they have this. I'm like, I don't understand where anything comes from, or <laughs> everything's comically faked. I'm gonna take their word for it and not try to fake an accent. I really want you to, though. Would you consider <laughs> trying it for us? I, I don't even really know what a, a Jamaican accent is, apart from being intentionally. I don't know. Like Man, I'm trying to do it in my head, and letters. it's bad. It's real bad in my head, and it's going to be worse if I say it out loud. Anyone want to try it? I think we should all pass. All pass. I agree. <laughs> Very good um, option. I'm, I'm just a little scared it could come out racist in some form or fashion. <laughs> exactly. We're just going to pass. <laughs> okay. But thank you for the question yeah. or comment. We can all consider it in our heads. Um, at home, sweet soccer. Um, compare USL teams playing style to a music genre. This is perfect for you, Alan. And here's an example while you think, because you, this is this takes some thinking. Las Vegas mm-hmm. are a psychedelic rock, uh, loud, mm-hmm. bright, and all over the place, right? That makes total sense. At moments, it seems it all comes together, but then there's a goalkeeper dribbling into the midfield <laughs> or a three-minute triangle solo, <laughs> and you're wondering, uh, WTF. Thank you for... Uh, Masking your bad words there. Um, Alan, what do you think? That was a really good one, Home Sweet Soccer. It's a good one. It's hard to answer for me. Um, let's Because I'm like, hundreds of bands run through my brain fitting different soccer styles. I'm going to say, uh, since it's near you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you out and let you think some more. Orange County, to me, seems kind of smooth. Not too flashy, per se, but they kind of get the job done. I feel like they're like kind of like Interpol. I'm going to call OC like Interpol. What do we think? Is that ridiculous? That's one idea. <laughs> Silence. So we'll move on, Alan. Have you thought of an, another uh, possibility? No, I'm blanking right now. I know. This is a hard one. Anyone else want to key on on this I could, one? I could try one. Yeah. Last year's Tulsa is like really bad opera where it's just a physical assault on the senses. <laughs> wow. yeah. I'm sorry, Tulsa. Sorry, Tulsa. I, you know, I think. I guess say Toronto and said, let's change it to Toronto because they're not in the league and can't hate me. <laughs> Plus, I know the people in the stands to hate me either way. So. Oh, that's so sad. Laurel, <laughs> would you, what is, have you thought of anything for Pittsburgh? I I was actually thinking that and I was um thinking about like what would like what kind of music is like park the bus but I don't <laughs> I don't know what kind of music park the I don't know just like very like drawn out um but like at right and like at times there's these like moments of beautiful melodies and like strung together passes but I just I don't know what kind of music that would be maybe it's like oh it's like middle schoolers playing 
like some sort of like band or like orchestra piece and so like sometimes they get it right and it's just like really beautiful and you're just like oh my god these kids are you know little music geniuses but then other times you're just like what is happening here that doesn't seem very fair to pittsburgh they're not that bad but that's you, what i thought you, of you just described What's my day classical music <laughs> So this turned into like take pass for rest of shots at the team segment. <laughs> no. I was actually I was gonna go with classical music just to kind of emulate the old school play self of um Lily Ball. Yeah, there it is. See? You Except know. it's missing a passive aggressive shot. <laughs> <laughs> when I first read this, I was trying to think of who would be like the most like jazz kind of the artistic, and I just couldn't think of one. Maybe Louisville Memphis. Memphis? Okay. Well, there you go. Okay, for obvious reasons. Let's just move on to the next one. Um, at Ramen Call, Harry, thanks for sending this question. Uh, well, how do you fix U.S. soccer? Easy, easy one. Um, yeah, we did ask for easy questions, and that's what he sent us. Laura Ellen, I think it's your turn, so fix U.S. soccer for us. Great. I think uh, the biggest thing to fix U.S. soccer is to get rid of the NFL, the NHL, and the MLB and force all those fans to watch soccer and to begin to understand soccer. And that will build a culture which will then fix U.S. soccer. So you're welcome. To be honest, he didn't say it had to be like attainable. He just said, how do you do it? And, and honestly, right. And that's how you do it. That would do it. Yeah. Authoritative <laughs> moves. I like it. Um all right, I think we better cut it off there. There's more we can talk about, but I think for a change, we decided to take questions and totally left out the news and announcements, and you know there were no games played, so we didn't have to worry about that. Everyone feel pretty good about that? I feel great. I do, too. That was your BGN USL show Christmas special, and uh, we definitely need to say thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US Soccer. You can get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. You can also uh, hit up DK at soccerloco.com. If you click on the link at our site, the uslshow.com, um, we get credit for that for uh, soccer gear of any kind, jerseys and all those sort of things. Um, also, we have a Patreon. Uh, we don't push it too hard, but it does usually help us make us sound better is we'll buy just like sound equipment if you do want to contribute also on our web page there's a link for that um that's it let's go through everybody because we have guests that haven't said this before alan where can people find you online uh twitter a underwood 48 and uh 48 years old everybody that was my number when i shortly played hockey so that's laura ellen Yes, yeah, so you can find me at Laura Ellen MSW, which stands for Masters of Social Work, which is the field that I'm in. Or I very much encourage you to follow Womongols. So that's W-O-M-O-N-G-O-A-L-S. And we try and put out, um, you know, interesting stories, you know, not only just about the Riverhounds, but we've been putting out some peer-reviewed pieces. So looking at the academic literature and say, what does research say about soccer? Um, you know, we posted an article about caffeine intake and how that may or may not improve um, performance in sports. Um, and yeah, and we try and put up some like provocative think pieces as well. So I very much encourage you to follow that. Mm-hmm. As well as BGN written um, to get a lot of that kind of writing and stuff like that. Uh, good stuff to catch there. Ryan, how about you? 
You can find me on Twitter at ILM underscore Ryan. That's it. <laughs> Pony. Yeah, and I am at Iron Pony Chef, and I probably need to read that caffeine thing since my intake is excessive. <laughs> Might be a good word. Same here, same here. And you can find me at Phil Grooms, two L's, two O's on Twitter. Thank you, everyone, for joining the USL show for this holiday special. Happy holidays to everybody. Uh, give your family lots of love this holiday. Uh, high five your friends, give them some love. And of course, everybody be nice to your soccer friends over the holiday. And uh, don't forget our number one rule, which is don't be a dick. Bye, everybody.